Greetings and uh, welcome to another episode of the Scale Gap podcast. Joining my name is uh, Italian Stallion, and joining me as usual is a Persian. How's it going, dude? Good, man. Good. How are you? Shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> so shit. I just finished my stream. Um, if you don't, don't follow me, twitch.tv forward slash Stallion Sama, and uh, I just played Weekend League, and it was an it was an abomination. So I mean, let's just jump into that. Let's just jump into hold my on, past. Hold on. Let okay, me go. let me let me um, tell everyone that's listening. At the end of the at the end of this uh, podcast, we're gonna go through the YouTube comments and we're gonna reply to some of your comments or like share your takes. Just just as a reminder, because we haven't done this before, I think, on the podcast. So go ahead, for sure. go ahead. Yeah, for sure. And you know. So keep commenting on YouTube, and uh, if you have any topics we want to discuss, eventually we will, you know, we might see the comments and we might discuss it, or if you have a good take, yeah, we'll respond. Uh, yeah. But basically, this weekend, uh, the premise, and if you watch The Weekend Warriors, you'll see it there. I I was going to play with co-op. That was the premise. It was like, all right, let's see if this uh, pays its dividends. I've never seen uh, so many pro players shift to such a camera angle, and it makes sense because this game is all about the through balls, uh, and so it's like... You know, you don't really need to know. It, it's better to see everything on co-op because um, dribbling is terrible. So there's no advantage of being really up close and like worrying about micro touches. Like that stuff is irrelevant. Contextual dribbling does it all for you. So co-op is like it's the way to go, right? So I tried it and uh, started off pretty bad. Uh, well, not pretty bad. It's like yeah, no, actually, yeah, it was pretty bad. I lost two of my first ten. Then I went on a huge streak. And I ended up winning uh, 12 in a row and found myself at 20 and 2. Uh, we we're like, all right, cool. It looks like it's going to be one of those weeks where we just stop at like 23 and 2, maybe 23 and 4, whatever, something like that. And no, uh, that's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. At 20 and 2, uh, with 10 games left, I ended up losing six of those last 10, one of which on pens. Uh, so two losses on pens this weekend. And it was an absolute shit show in the last uh, ten games. I, I like bullshit losses are not like a special thing that only happened to me. They happen to everyone. But uh, what I saw this weekend was nothing short of disgusting. And there's video proof that it will be going online. So don't you worry. <laughs> but what really pisses me off about this, and it does sound bad saying it loud, it's like. The fact that I finished twenty two and eight, it fucking pisses me off so much because, um, you know, there's people coming in the stream asking me, "Oh yeah, well, what was your rank before and this?" And it's like I told them, bro, like pre Italy getting servers or post Italy getting servers, I was always there getting at least elite one every FIFA, FIFA seventeen and eighteen. Elite one wasn't even a question. Like I wouldn't even think about ranks. It was like, am I going to get top 100 or not? It was just the chase for top 100. Because yeah. getting 34 out of 40 for me, it was so easy. It was yeah. so easy. Like, it was just always at least 36, right? I would lose, like, four games. <clears throat> so with an extra 10 games, I would only lose, like, one more of them. But whatever. Um, and then 19, 20, and 21 come out. And specifically 19 and 21, because for 20 it was different. 19 and 21 are the only two FIFAs where the more the game went on, the harder it got for me in Champions. Both 19 and 20 and not, 21, off the get-go, I adapt real quick, bang, Elite 1, top 100, and then streaks of Elite 1, get all my Elite 1s really quickly, blah, blah, blah. So much so this year that I was like, 
uh, verified, which this year was the hardest year to be verified for sure. And why? Why is that? Well, I know why. Like, because as soon as people, like, figure out, all right, you need directional nutmegs, you need uh, speed boosts, and you need the bridge, people adapt, and all of a sudden, like, I, I go extinct like a, like, a, like a fucking dinosaur, right? Because I'm not doing any of that, and I never do. At that point, you're just playing with a handicap. I think, I think that's, I think, I think you phrased it the wrong way. You say, I adapt, but you don't necessarily adapt. You always play your own game, right? It's the other people that like adapt to the meta and they, and they start making the game unplayable. Basically, if you don't use the broken skill moves, because we, I've said this before, and we've talked about this before. It's pretty much impossible to be consistent in a game that has this much, this much RNG without doing these broken skill moves because that's the only thing that can beat the rng like you can't like the way you play and the way well both of us to be honest the way the both of us play we hope that like the passing works the way we want it to work and that's literally how we have to play we have to hope that the game works works with us right but if you if it doesn't you're screwed that's basically what it comes down to and there's nothing not much you can do against it Absolutely. Now, in terms of like adapting, I would say that um, obviously my game is always the game. Uh, it's like my philosophy, how I want to play is always going to be how I play. But I, I just obviously adapt like every game is like slightly different. You see like different patterns and like sure. different entry points. So like that's what I mean. So I, I quickly adapt and then I can I try to always apply the fundamentals of that I've learned throughout the years of FIFA that slowly and slowly get torn apart, apart and taken away from us, uh, which is why like when people ask me like what's my game style it's like you know i play a game where defensively i want to get the ball off your feet as fast as possible cut all your passing options and um yeah but obviously that's not possible so there goes my plan defensively and then offensively <clears throat> i play a game where i want to pass play make passing plays and 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 uh cut your defense open which again doesn't exist i think the sad part here is you don't play by a set rule book, right? Like when we talk about the meta, it's basically everyone plays the same in this game. You either like spam the through balls on the wings or you um, you do can- you skill cancel through the middle or whatever, right? You use them wherever you can. But the problem here is you don't play by a, a set rule book of I have to do this and this and this, and this is how I win. You just play by using your creativity in the game and letting letting the, the, the pace of the game decide what you do, right? Right. I adapt to the context. Yes. But the problem with this game is, or the problem with FIFA in general nowadays is, the people that are the best in this game play by a rule book. There's no, there's no like individual creativity. It's mostly all mechanic. The, the, the ones that do the, the mechanical skill moves faster than the other guy, that's the guy who wins, not the guy who sees things first or, or maybe has a, has a certain creative idea of how to fucking get the passing play going or whatever. It's not about that anymore. It's all about watch your YouTube video, go look at the skill moves that you need to do, go look at what's OP and just spam that. That's what FIFA comes down to. It's so that's the, that's the sad reality. It's I lost to this one dude who I was beating until the 70th minute. And his entire game plan was get the ball into my half, like around my box, turn his back to me and wiggle. Wiggle endlessly until there was a glitch in my defensive AI. Bro, mm. 
Like, it drove me nuts. I had 30% possession. He had 70% just doing that. Like, bro, do something else, man. Like, holy balls. Uh, but anyways, in terms... Of, and, 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 like, a lot of people, like, you know, you, you got... I like to call them... Well, I lo- one of them. I like to call, like, Statman Steve. You know, the guy who's always like, ah, oh, that didn't happen because he's got this many stats. Or, uh, you know, oh, it makes sense that he didn't finish there. He doesn't have good finishing stats. Like, Statman Steve. Whether it's Statman Steve or the devil's advocates of the world, it's like... A lot of people will be like... Dude, just accept the fact that, you know, people improved, you're not as good. Man, if I'm going to become worse at the game, I will completely accept it. But the drop from, like, Elite 1 to Gold 1 is gigantic and unacceptable. And, like, there's so much proof in my videos um, to what we're saying. And one, even more, let's talk about, we talked about my Silver Weekend maybe last time. But, like, okay, I did my Silver Weekend League and I played with just Silver players. Okay, the only gold player I had was my keeper, but it didn't matter because he was garbage. Um, I finished with 22 wins, 8 losses. Same as this weekend. What does this tell you? Now, at face value, uh, if you debate yourself, you might think, oh, that proves pay to win doesn't exist. False. Because you have to look at the context. I don't play with the tools that would make the cards that I have on my main team perform better at like the cheesy directional nutmeg and bridge. Here's another thing, though, that rap puts it all together for me. Uh, Principe, p- pro player, way better than me at FIFA. Won thousands upon thousands thanks to FIFA, like tens of thousands, because he's won European tournaments, keep qualifying. One he's of the best players player. in Europe. He's a top player. That's what it everyone respects him. Player. Everyone's like, yeah. this guy's different. He played yeah. with a full silver team, but he had a 4.55 million player. He had a player worth more than my entire team in his team, so with 10 silvers around him. And he finished twenty one and nine, one less than measly little stallion. Am I so saying he played I'm better with than Sabio plus a silver team? Just to be clear, exactly, Sabio plus a silver team. I played with only silver silver players, but Neuer in net, right? So like, it's not like Neuer is going to do some Rabonas for me in, in the gold. No, he's just there. He's a gold. He had Eusebio. Okay, so am I saying that I'm better? No, I'm saying that that says everything you need to know. All of a sudden, Principe. Guy drops 30s like, like it's nothing, or elite ones at least. Obviously, sometimes he has hiccups. It's normal. How does he do it? Directional nutmeg, bridge, step over, this, that. All of a sudden, you have the silver players. You can't do it. It comes down to the fundamentals. The point the- is, I was, I was watching your stream uh, whilst watching other people as well. Uh, I had multiple streams open. And the difference, I was telling you after, after you went off, I'm like, watching those games, the way you play, obviously there's not much you could have done. Like you get rigged, you get, you concede rigged goals. You don't concede the goals. There are some slight details that you could do better, but in general, there's not much you could have done in those games unless you start breaking the game. And that's the extreme difference that you see when you watch multiple streams at the same time. When I watch certain pro player friends of ours, when I'm watching their stream, they struggle the same way you struggle in those games. But the only difference is they win the game 4-3 and they've scored three bridges or directional nutmegs or whatever. Like they've they've broken the game that way and they scored three of their four goals that way and they beat the opponent 4-3. Like and you and you end up losing 2-1 or whatever, right? Without doing all those skill moves. So it is it is like a, a gigantic handicap. And they've basically made this game that it becomes unplayable as time progresses because everyone just adapts to that and everyone just copies that style and everyone plays exactly the same way. And it's like 90% like do a scoop on top with 
the fact that they park the bus. They literally park the bus. They have no interest in playing the game. They park the bus and they wait for you. They soak up your pressure and they play the through ball. That's all this game is now. And especially in weekend league. It's disgusting, man. And it goes to show you the ceiling is low. Once you, it, like If you forced everyone, uh, not everyone, just the pros to not play. All right. For a full weekend, you may not use a single croquetta. You cannot cancel a single shot. A single action you cannot uh do a bridge or directional nutmeg none of that shit basically play like how how, how, how i would they're gonna drop a lot more l's than usual at least three man like i i don't even think they can play that way i genuinely think if you tell them left stick dribble pass and you're allowed to do like a, an elastico or some shit that's that's the that's the peak of what you can do i think they they literally finish gold one or like elite three like i'm not even kidding that's how different that's how different the game becomes because you don't realize how many goals they score i don't even think they could do it i genuinely don't even think they could unprogram their brain to not do those skill modes yep i mean because it's, it's a reflex for them yeah and you know a lot of these pros they like a weekend league passes they'll put those graphics on their social media because it's it is what it is 30 no and they show their goals scored goals conceded dude we me and them score the same goals con- like more or less right mm-hmm. but the difference is I'm not doing those goals with any of the things they do. So I'm thinking like, dude, I've worked so hard to get to this point where I can score this many goals with, uh, they'll score like 10 or 15 more than me, which isn't that much over 30 games. But like, I think, I, I don't think you can like get much better than what I'm doing in terms of statistics of goals scored and conceded. Like if you don't do that stuff and that's, and one thing that I want to make very clear is not that we're saying that, um, People should play like how I how I say, and I'm like the dictator of saying this is how you should play FIFA. We're saying it's fucking ridiculous that that's how you much of an impact a skill move yeah. can make. That you it's have flipped. to play that. It's flipped to its head. There's always been, uh, I think, a FIFA 18 heel to heel was insane to get that half yard. I think mm-hmm. a FIFA 17 Burba spin or ball or, or body feint. They were great skill moves, but they were always an extra, never the the complete package. And now it's completely like the extra might be what I'm doing, and the main gameplay is like these stupid directional nutmeg speed boost things. It's so stupid and it, it pisses me off, man. And it's disgusting. But let's go into, I mean, I've said this before, but what you said to me in, in on stream when you said um, the defensive AI compared to FIFA 17's offensive AI. Yeah, so basically, yeah, yeah, I remember that example because, like, I was playing. So basically, for context's sake, the what, the first mega viral video I made was a video that uh, Persia and I were, like, filming clips for on 17. And, um, you know, we showed that the more you try to mark a player, the more that player will move to try and open space. So constantly marking is difficult and you're going to have to constantly jockey while also paying attention to the ball holder. So the whole point that we made was that offensive AI was like a living, breathing organism and it constantly adapts to the context, uh, which made for a really fun game because you, you could always be creative and it was hard to defend. The same thing is happening in FIFA 21, but for the inverse. So... Offensive AI is dog shit, but what's insane is that like, I noticed that when my t- my opponent was trying to press me, he had all the options covered. So what do I do? I trigger my right center back to run forward because I see that the player next to my right center back, his AI, it's an AI player. So I was like, oh, so if I, f- if I trigger his run, he'll be free. No, that guy kept tracking him. 
like perfectly. So I was essentially stuck, and it's why team press and all this stuff. Then when they mark everyone in your team, it's so OP because team press on or off, it doesn't matter. Like the way these the AI marks your players out of their way, even in your own half, it's insane. It's like they flipped the that off that AI on its head and now it's the defensive AI that tracks everything to the context no matter how you trigger a run and you can never you i literally manually triggered a center back to run forward and he was still man marked like i couldn't believe it man yep it's disgusting and the problem is if you don't have constant press or team press on a lot of the times the rng will decide if they track you strangely enough around the box they do it pretty well they they mark it pretty well but when you have bigger spaces and basically you're pressing your opponent and you have a lot of people um on the opponent's half then they start to not track anything anymore they'll just stand still when certain through balls are played or whatever happens like they'll the, the cdms will literally just stand still I don't understand like how that's coded or why or if they if they like purposely do that to to basically make the like nerf the offensive team or in that situation but I don't know what's going on there like I've seen so many instances where it's just to your advantage to be the team that's countering basically Mhm that's why you can you th- this game like every every game every FIFA that passes I feel like the more you outplay your opponent and the more the game will try to keep it close basically is and, and every fifa i see that passes by this becomes worse cuz it, it was already a thing in 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 19 20 even 18 but like i feel it's it keeps getting worse man it keeps getting worse there's not i can't even count the amount of games that i lost that i feel like i should have just clobbered the the other like opponent right but yep. for some reason, it just stays close, and like the the games just, it just gives gives you give away so many RNG like aids goals. Like it's just very very like I don't know. It's very triggering. It's very triggering to play this game. It's like um, it's why obviously we talked about manual before in the podcast, so we're not gonna get too much into it today. But like it's why when I say I, I recently made a video about like. Because now the craze about manual passing is coming on, right? You see people bring up passing like it's a new issue. But they wanted to have their own twist. Like, you know what? Manual passing is might be the solution. It's like, no, dude. It's it's not. Because so much stuff is like... It it goes so much deeper than that. So much stuff feels like you're a bystander as you look onto the field. It actually triggers me when people say manual passing. Like, it sounds like people have never played with manual. Have you ever tried manual passing? Like, how can you say that that's a good idea? Like, literally play with people. Play a full game against someone else with manual passing and see what kind of a, like, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry to say it this way, but, like, what kind of a clusterfuck the game becomes. Like, it just, that's not, that's not the way to go. Like, and also, it's never been necessary. Like, when have we played with manual passing? Does that mean that there wasn't good football games before? Like, how yeah, is that a solution? Yeah. I don't understand. First of all, I wouldn't even say play one game because a lot of people play one game, they find it really difficult, and so they convince themselves, oh, wow, look at how hard this is. This is very motivating. But, like, some people might take too longer to realize. I mean, I literally had a comment, right? So I, I made that video off a tweet that I made where, where one of my clips went viral. And I pinned a comment that said, look, man, I used to be one of those things, one of those guys that thought manual was the answer. I tried it. Nah, it doesn't work. Because like you said, the runs change. It's just a mess, like how lock-ons. And that was the point I made in my video as well. Like, 
I showed that pass, which I th- did. You see that tweet, by the way? It got like insane. No. Traction. Which one? I don't know which one. You go. Just elaborate. Which one you mean? Maybe I saw it. Oh. I did a pass to Eto running to the right, and then. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I saw right. that one. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that one. So even though I passed to the right and Eto was making a run to the right, uh, the game was like, screw it. We're going to pass to the left and we're changing Eto's run for you after the pass is made. So essentially, there were no clues. There was nothing in the world that would have made sense for me to pass to the left. Everything happened after. I was a complete bystander in the in the fact. So when people tell me, make it manual, no. Because hypothetically, I, I said in the video, let's just say that when Eto was running right and I aimed right to pass to the right, let's just say I didn't pass right. Let's say I was playing on full manual and I passed to the left. Why do I deserve that pass locking on? You know, I should be punished because Eto should keep running to the right. So if he changes his direction after the pass is made, that goes to show that the only problem isn't aim. It's also AI, offensive AI, defensive inability to react and then the offensive player reacting better than the defensive player and shifting his run that's not how football works chief man i i know plenty of people played a football high level and they laugh when they see that stuff in game they're like what do you do the ball travels faster than a man can run do you think you can change your run that fast after a pass is made no chance bro it's not possible it comes down to there there being so many variables and there there isn't like one simple fix like do this and it become and it's fixed you know like there's there's a lot of variables and there's a lot of things that they've changed for the worse which accumulates to the mess that is FIFA 21 <laughs> and um i don't know like you made a good point before saying the the harder you make it like say you do manual passing and it becomes so hard to pass basically people are just going to park the bus more you've said this before like it makes sense like you're going to try the the way to it's going to be worse now because all you need to do with manual passing at that point you're going to just pray for the through ball or the one pass that you have to do instead of intricate passes like it's going to be very difficult to play to play creative football against the against a deep line you know yeah, like it's such a it's such an easy solution. It's like manual if you make full manual game, everyone's like, oh, finally, no more bad passing. Well, first of all, the Eto clip proves that's not the case because we all have the other issue with the locking on of runs and the game changing runs for you. Second of all, um, <laughs> like such an easy solution to counter that. People already drop the park the bus if the, if they no. know that they can park the bus and they'll be pretty much bulletproof unless the guy is like out of yep. his world cracked. They'll do it, dude. They'll do it immediately. And it's like, why why would you even why would you even go that route, man? It blows it blows my mind. I think in general that is it's just not a solution. And like I said, there have been there have been good football games before this and they didn't they didn't have manual passing. So it's not that assisted passing is the problem. It's the the degree in which you assist the passing. That is the yeah. problem. People keep wanting to add things. I remember when nutmegs were prevalent. What if we add a button to make you close your legs? Like, what do you mean, bro? Like, people always mistake. They, they, they. First of all, let's. How do you keep adding things in a game that's fundamentally broken? Fix the fundamentals. Second of all, people look at my passing videos and and they keep going back to manual. And I'm like, look, chief, you don't understand what I think about passing. If I see my defense is split open. Like uh, Moses came in there and spread, it's like split the sea, right? And some, and my opponent's offensive AI runs into that gap. All I care about 
is that that's a clean run in a clean space, right? If he aims slightly 45 degrees to the right or left, I don't care. Like, that's mm-hmm. the pass you want to make, and it should yep. work. The point is that what works is on, and what doesn't work, it doesn't work because it's not on. But that's not it what happens. It comes down that he, right he, he worked to open up your defense. So at that point, it's on you for not tracking. It's on you for not, like, doing what you needed to do. So at that it's point, so he, deserves, he deserves that. Like that's the that's the thing, and people don't understand that for some. Or not people, but some people don't understand that. Yeah, it's like all right. There's a run into space. Who sees it first, the attacker or the defender? Who's reacts first, the attacker or the defender? Does the defender track it? No. And does the attacker pass in time? Yes. Okay, it works. Go, go. Like it's. Simple. And then we come back to second man press, and that gives yeah. you that gives you something to combat it, and that that brings everything in a balance. Like you give you give the offensive player offensive AI that's cracked and decent passing, and you give the defensive player either his vision, like defensive maneuverability, and second man press. Like, like, uh, people like to throw this around as if they've always been aimed super well manually. Like, please, man. When there, when there's a run on the wing, what do we all do instinctively? We aim the analog to the wing and slightly to the side because in our head, we've got this trajectory of the ball going on the outside, right? That's what we want. It doesn't have to be pinpoint, but, like, you roughly give that input, and most years, that would have given you that same result. Now, no, 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 no. If the game can, all of a sudden, that through ball that you wanted to do around on the outside of the fullback, right? If the game thinks that it can fix it for you so you can go cut inside, it will do it. And that happened in my favor this weekend where I literally wanted my fullback to go on the overlap around my opponent's fullback. But because there was an opportunity for the game to intervene, the through ball went to the complete opposite way I, I, I aimed and it cut straight down the middle and it worked. No, this is unacceptable. Like, so to a degree, the aim should be there. But like, nah, man, it's crazy. crazy. Do you feel like um, now that you played a full weekend league that it's getting sweatier and sweatier? Because just based off the fact that they bring out player picks and stuff, it seems like they're trying to incentivize us to play so much, even though the player picks are for terrible team of the weeks. And for some reason, they always do it in terrible team of the weeks. But. Do you feel like the numbers are going down? Um, honestly, man, like on, even though on paper it makes sense that less people are playing, so it's harder. It might be sweatier. Oh shit! But um, like these players aren't that that much better than the ones I was playing at the start of the year. You know what I mean? No, it's like, not. It's not. It's not necessarily about them being better. It's uh, it's about it, you don't necessarily have to be better than the other guy, but you definitely are more adapted to the meta. Okay, then and in terms of that, yes, more people play to the meta because you see more fives. At the it's max. like they they want. It's like the people that are left now. I that's that's just my feeling. I, I can't like prove that with anything. And it's just off me off going like p- talking or talking to people in Twitch chats or whatever. Like people saying that they don't want to play either. They don't want to play weekend league at all, or they're not playing full weekend leagues anymore. So I feel like the people that are left that are playing full weekend leagues are the guy that want to win the most, you know, the absolute most. They, they won't attack. They won't do anything. They'll just be like, they'll just <laughs> adapt to the rat play style, basically. Yeah, they have no and, play style. They just know what works this yes. year. And it's like, yes, oh, it's part of the game, bro. Five at the back, but, holding my center back between my CDMs and just mm-hmm. chilling. Like, yeah. But do you not feel like the fact that you're facing players like that more shows that the numbers in weekend league are going down? 
hundred percent. I think uh, I think it is going down. That's why I think they are adding these player picks. So for context sake, uh, on on top of the player picks or rewards that you would get for playing weekend league, now if you win ten, then sixteen, then twenty two for each of those checkpoints, you would get an extra player pick during the weekend. Uh, to I guess to incentivize people to play. Now the question I have for you is that if we not necessarily criticize this, right? But we see this decision and we're like, they're just doing this because they know their numbers are down and they want more people to play weekend league. What would you say if within EA, their reaction was like, we can never win. We do something good. Uh, like no, I'm, but the thing things. is, I'm not, I'm not being negative about it. It's just the way I look at it. Like they can, they, they can do this every week. I don't care. It's just, it's good. It's a good incentive. I'm not saying it's, it's a bad incentive. I'm just wondering why now. That's the question I'm asking. I'm right, not criticizing right. them for it. Like that's the yeah. difference. I'm not angry about it. It's like <laughs> the more the better. Like <laughs> do it every week. But the question that I have is because I see a lot of people being negative about the game and not wanting to play anymore. And I have I have that same feeling. And honestly, if I'm being really honest, even the player picks aren't enough to make me play a full weekend league. Like I don't care about these dead team of the week cards. I might be I might be tempted. I think in general, like team of the weeks are dead. Like team of the weeks are done. They they are so below the power curve. They're pretty much below the power curve from early on in the game. I'd say from a month or two in the game, they start getting below the power curve because we get a promo every one to two weeks, no? And the promo cards are significantly better than team of the week cards on average. Significantly better, and then EA doesn't even let the team of the week speak for the real life counterpart of the sport because Messi scores two, Ronaldo scores a hat trick, and they still don't get in. So like, yeah, like yep. fuck that. Like you yep. can't even if like the that's the footballing what, gods give us the players we want, and they still don't put them in. So that's why I think in general, that's why so many people drop off faster in weekend league now because it's just not worth playing. I think if they actually bring in promo cards, which they won't, obviously, because that's the only cash cow that they have, and that's the only I think that's the only reason people buy packs still. But if they actually would do promo cards the way they do in team of the season. And if they would put those in red picks or even mix it up, get either a team of the week or a promo card, I think a lot more people would play. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think they would. But the problem with that is that also, like like you said, they would never do that. It's, yeah, like, I don't it's too user-friendly, bro. It's way too user-friendly. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the thing. Like That's why we always wonder. They This company is not user-friendly at all like whatever they say or whatever whatever um whichever way they look at it from a developer standpoint or from their marketing standpoint or their their community managers or whatever that they think like oh they're always going to look at us in a negative light well yeah it's like when have you given us reason to not look at you in a negative light like when has this has this company looked out for their consumers why is it always like icons? Like, uh, what have we gotten a good icon SPC, by the way? <laughs> I think the best one we've gotten is this week. We got Zambrotta, who is a fullback at the moment. Yeah, like, SBC. what are we talking about here? Like, they, ha- they haven't even given us a semi-good attacker or whatever. Like, it's all, they, they just, every time they make you happy with nothing. Like, they say, oh, we're going to bring back icon SPCs. We're in March. Like, we're toward the end of March, and there's still no icon SPC that was worth doing. It's just embarrassing, man. It's really embarrassing. But I think this is a good segue into <laughs> some new controversial statements that made, that they made. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. 
So last week we talked about, or last, I don't know, whatever the last one was, we talked about the scandal that came out about the whole black market allegations. Super quick rundown is, uh, you know, proof started to emerge that there was a black market where people would pay someone with an EA to put cards in their account. Illegal, like by using like uh, the guy's power at EA and he would get the money, right? So that was how it went. And so they responded. So the Mirror, which is a British, I believe, newspaper yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, they had claimed to have exclusive questions where they asked EA a bunch of stuff. Uh, the first three, four questions are completely irrelevant, just normal normal answers to normal questions. And then there was a last question where um, whoever was asking these asked EA, um, in, first of all, if these black market, uh, this black market scandal makes them rethink how the most valuable items in the game are available. And if it's, this is a sign that they should be made more available because you don't, you don't want a black market. And two, they asked also about if, if this is time, another another reason why you should change the system of FIFA Ultimate Team is also because the pro players all claim that uh, they all have to spend tons of money to get the best items in the game. So maybe the system of foot is, um, is unhealthy. And their response was nothing short of shocking. I know some people were like, guys, we shouldn't be surprised. This is damage control, obviously. But it's still, it's just bad, man. Like, it's bad. And I'm just going to read you. Uh, I'll read you, like the first sentence and then you react all right and then we'll go to the next sentence all right so we'll do that because mm -hmm. i have it here so basically to all of these allegations to the mayor saying shouldn't you change it uh the pros are saying it's too hard they say fifa ultimate team is a multifaceted game of skill it's important to note that you can acquire all items in the game without ever spending money with purchases being entirely optional what are your thoughts on this opening statement? I'd say it's probably top three most embarrassing statements <laughs> that they've made ever. Like, um, where do I even start? I, there was a guy that had a very, very good... Um, he basically did the math and he explained that if you don't spend money on this game, it's practically impossible to accumulate enough coins in a short amount of time to be able to at least I, I to to be able to enjoy your players just being free to play like that's impossible like if 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 moments are nine or is is 15 million and you have 11 of those types of players that are around the 10 million mark it's impossible like i don't know yeah. what what kind of crack they're smoking but like <laughs> it's literally impossible so you would have to be either the most insane trader in the world. And even if he did the math, even if you traded and you made a thousand or like 10, 20,000 coins per, I don't know, five minutes or whatever he said, 10 minutes, like even then it wouldn't be possible. So it's the most ridiculous statement I've heard in a, in a very long time from them. Yeah. No, that guy, that guy said, look, there's three routes you give us paying money for FIFA points. And he worked it out for the dream team. It would have cost 80,000 uh, pounds. So not realistic. Uh, trading and then playing the game. And then the amount of time for both with very generous, right? So he gave, he said, assuming we make 1,500 coins per game, you don't. We make 500 coins per game, including, uh, you know, 
rewards and whatever. He included mm-hmm. everything and trades ten thousand per hour, which is way above the average user. Okay, so with all those, it was like an absurd amount of playtime. So it's not realistic. So, but for me, this opening statement, what made me laugh was the first thing: FIFA Ultimate Team is a multifaceted game of skill. This is the cringiest thing I've ever read in a while because it's like it's to me, it's like all right. They know that anyone within foot knows the truth. Their problem and their concerns here are like, all right, we need to just damage control for people who have no idea. So let's try and paint FIFA Ultimate Team like we made it the way it is on purpose and not like it fell yep. in our lap. Because it, frankly, it did fall in their lap. And now they've got this on their lap. And now they're thinking, okay, let's just pretend that let's start planting the seed that being the best in foot is more than just about being the best on the field. But anyways... Mm-hmm. They continue and they say any professional competitive player needs to demonstrate the skills of the meta game. That's terrifying, like meta game, in order to be considered proficient enough to compete at an elite level, which includes trading, economy monitoring, squad rotation, and challenge completion. I don't I don't even know what to say to that. Basically <laughs> what they're saying is to be good at this game and to be able to get the best team in the game, you have to trade. Well, that wouldn't even be that bad of a statement if they did everything they could to hinder you from trading. They ban people like for trading. They they put price fixing. Uh they put um no what 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 are they call price caps on players. They put all sorts of ways to make life miserable for traders. So I don't know what they were thinking to saying you need to be able to do all that to, to at least get the team. Because I can't even count on like two hands how many people they they banned like unjustly. Like and 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 the list keeps on going from big streamers too, like uh, run the foot market, like player like people like that that are literally trading on stream. I think he's been banned like two, three times this time, uh, like this year. No, yeah, yeah. So he's been banned like two, 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 three times already, and he keeps getting unbanned because he's lucky. He's he's a big streamer, so he has his contacts. But if people like that are getting banned, like imagine how many like people that aren't like that don't have any social media presence are getting banned, and they can do nothing about it. Like imagine you spent money on the game or whatever, and you you end up trading. I think recently, every every a lot of people that have bought like um, even packed, they've packed players like Osavio, Moments Osavio. They sold them, they got banned. <laughs> Imagine getting banned for selling a packed player, a pack um, pack pulled player. Yeah, how can you get banned for that? They'd say like you and you sold the market for market price for like ten million or whatever for whatever his price was, and they banned you. Like, how can they say things like it's just mind blowing? It's actually mind blowing. And um, I do have uh, a take, but before I say mine, the next excerpt says, Although the goal is to win matches, foot isn't just about playing simulation football in the stadium. Just as football isn't solely about performance on match day, there are many areas where players need to be better than their peers in order to gain an advantage on the pitch. What are we playing football manager? <laughs> is, is this turning, is, am I understanding this correctly? Has this turned into football manager? Because because football manager is like a hundred times the game FIFA is. Let's be real. <laughs> but they're trying to act like this is some sort of career mode. Like I don't know what what they're saying here, what their marketing team thought they were going for. But yeah, 
I don't know. See, these are answers in relative to a question where the issue was brought up by pro players, right? So we're talking about the competitive scene here as well, right? Mm -hmm. They're making the point that if you want to be the best of the best, you're going to have to be the best in all these facets of the game, which is mm -hmm. why I said it was cringy because they're acting like they're the cool uh, cool guys on the block and like, you know, you got esports, Fortnite, COD, League of Legends, well-established esports where it's just about being the best and that's it. No pay to win advantages. They think they've got this creative esport where it's like, oh yeah, we got storylines and commentators can talk about team building and choices and trading. But the fact of the matter is that the best trader in the world is going to be dog shit compared to a pro player. So your whole multifaceted argument is irrelevant. It's just a facade to excuse this actual, uh, you know, game mode, right? Uh, that frankly just makes EA tons of money. And if you really cared, right, if you really had this vision that, oh, we're going to have a World Cup where the best player is like the fusion of Sir Alex Ferguson, Messi, and like a really good sporting director, <laughs> if you really cared about that, it would never happen because I'm sorry, it doesn't matter how good your trading skills are, like, unless they really ramp up the pay to win, like, a pro player is always going to be better. Uh, if you really cared about that, you would make FIFA Ultimate Team Esports mode where it's the same as foot and it's the same market and blah, 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 but you can't buy FIFA points, all right? And that's it. If you really cared about competitive integrity, because at this point you're saying FIFA is a multifaceted game of skills and it's part of the skill. Are you saying it's part of the skill gap? There's there's a 16-year-old with rich parents that can buy two grand of FIFA points and there's a 16-year-old who can't. Is that part of the skill gap? Are you trying to emulate the <laughs> Premier League with like Qatar Airways supplying money to Manchester City? Like, is this like what? I what think I, I think the, hu the huge ridiculous part about it is what they don't realize. You were talking about the best trader. Being the best trader in the world means you have to be on the market constantly. People that trade like that literally do that full time. They sit on the market constantly trading, flipping and like looking at patterns, looking at graphs or whatever. Like they they constantly are busy doing trading like they just that's their that's the way they play FIFA. So. There is absolutely no shot you become the best trader and the best player because you can't split your time up like that. There's only so many hours you have to, to play this game. So how would you go about and practicing the game and trading? That's literally not possible. So there's no way you can do that. It's, it's literally impossible. And at the end of the day, like the fact that this is their response to a question about professional players' concern, it's just insane. It's just an excuse to keep the current system and they end the whole thing by saying progression is a prerequisite if you intend to be a professional player in any sport and esports are no different. Eh? Like that's what I'm that's that's that was the whole point of them literally not being consumer friendly. All they do is just look at us as like milking us milking us basically for every cent that we have and they they insult your intelligence by making by bringing out statements like this this is what makes it worse i'd rather them just not say anything than say ridiculous things like this because you're literally making yourself just look worse and worse the thing is um it's kind of like when they had remember there was that trial and the the whole meme came out of the lawyer representing EA saying surprise yeah, mechanics yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing is when you're such a big company like ea i think there's such so many employees and so many people that like the people making these statements and like saying surprise mechanics 
are not the devs or like anyone or anyone within the community. These are just things that they have to say mm-hmm. to sort of try and trick the ignorant people of the world who don't play FIFA Ultimate Team. Uh, and I don't mean ignorant the in a negative way. If you don't know FIFA Ultimate Team, people that just don't well. know Ultimate Team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you've done well. You're free of this demonic mode and stay free, please. But like, um. They're doing damage control for people who might be like, oh, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, I guess it makes sense that you need to be good like in real sports. Yeah, cool. Okay, no outrage, right? But like they know anyone who plays yep. foot and has this take is literally the 0.01% who plays devil's advocate on literally everything. It's not a thing. I think I the problem is, man, it's, it's just e- extremely like... It's intellectually dishonest. Like you're just you're just acting like you're basically just acting like things that like like everyone's just seeing things wrong. Like you guys are th- seeing things wrong. And obviously, like you said, the statement isn't for us, but we're the ones reading it too. And it just it's just such a slap in the face. Like there's so, so, dis- so disingenuous. Much, yeah, there's there's just so much. Um, even constructive criticism from the community to within their limits to make things better. But it just seems like they're just so adamant on just squeezing every penny out of us that like, they just don't even care. Like they'll, they're, they're thinking, and they're probably right. to be honest, they're thinking, whatever we do, you're still going to play this. You're still going to play it. So why would we change anything? Like they literally don't care. They just don't care. They don't they care, don't, but like, they act like, that, like they, they do in the sense yes, that like, like they those speak statements like they about, mental health and stuff they don't care about your mental health they can't they don't care about any of it like all the all the all the statements that they make all the all the the whole marketing machine like it's all these companies they don't care they only care about your wallet and them getting paid that's all they care about it's um it's 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 like no one obviously you can't because i guess there's bigger things at play and shareholders and like public image but like at the end of the day that's where a lot of the hate stems from you say one thing and you do another so that's what it comes down to um but yeah that was definitely an interesting excerpt from them and um actually one question is what do you think about because i've seen a lot of people say oh i mean this is not a surprise we knew this already what would you say to that what do you mean? Like the people that they, they responded like that? I mean, I, they're not wrong. We did know this, but like I said, it's still a slap in the face when someone just basically is so, like you said, disingenuous or dishonest or whatever, like, like this. It's basically yeah. just makes everything worse. Yeah, for sure. Right, let's move on to the comments that we alluded to at the start. There was some comments, some takes that uh, we have here saved. So, uh, for sure, keep dropping the comments in uh, the YouTube comment section. And if you have suggestions for topics, we'll get to them eventually. Um, Sean McCauley, I hope I said that right, says, he said, I don't get white people, or I don't see why people are so outraged by this. EA is a disgusting and corrupt money, or a corrupt company marketing a terrible pay-to-win game to one of the most violent exploitative communities in all of gaming. Wow. I mean, he's not wrong, but what did he say? Like, surprised? He said, why are people so surprised about this? Yeah, about the allegation. This is in reference to the black market allegations, and, like, we shouldn't be surprised that this is happening. I mean, to be fair, like, this is this was, 
this wasn't the company doing it. These are individual employees. So there is a difference there. But like no one's denying that like in general, corporations the size of EA are all are all money hungry. Like that's that's the way they become as big as they become. But this was specifically from what I understand anyway, we don't have any proof or whatever, but like these are individual employees that that did things out of their own accord, no? Yeah. It was from what we understood. Otherwise they wouldn't do all this research. So it is surprising from that sense, but yeah, I mean, he's not wrong about like, for example, if tomorrow there was a scandalous EA admits to DDA, like I would still be surprised. Even if everyone talks about it every single day, I would definitely be surprised about that. (laughs) I would definitely be surprised about that. You know, you would still find the people, I'm not surprised I knew this already. I mean, it'd still yeah. be surprising to admit it. Like, it doesn't matter if you know. Like, once you get the verdict, yeah, that's like, true. damn. True. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't get this comment. But, uh, you yeah, know, when true. things happen, it always going to surprise me if you know. Now, Unes Kataya, or Kataja, says, please talk about skill gap in connection quality. Plenty of examples from my friends who only get gold 2 slash 1 when they have to play at their parents' place and elite 3 to even top to- <laughs> <laughs> the top 200 when they play in their home and also like people at certain countries are always at a disadvantage even they have good internet much more than good team means connection towards your opponent this is the topic that needs to be talked about and fixed in EA alright but yeah but you talk about connection basically and distance to servers and blah 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 this is yours because you are the connection connoisseur when it comes to playing with servers without servers Like this is all yours yeah, so I mean, definitely, it's a thing if you're in certain parts of the air, the world and you're far away th- from the servers. Obviously, that's a huge blow, and you're at a disadvantage. Um, but even if, uh, but a lot of these countries, it depends on which. It's like, you know, if your internet and your ISPs are just trash, it doesn't matter. Like you're you're screwed either way. Um, the problem here is that a lot of people think about having a server in their country as like a saving grace and it makes a huge difference don't get me wrong because for years i feel like italy was part of like the trash can of europe in terms of fifa connectivity we're far away playing germans on their servers it was a nightmare now we have italian servers and uh, the gameplay can still be very very bad but the upside is that i barely match germans now so i'm just matching italians eastern europeans so it's like less of a handicap against me but it's still the skill ceiling is lower because the connection is trash um so obviously it matters a lot in terms of like playing in different places i mean i I remember when i played in germany i was kind of in shock last year how much like smoother the gameplay was uh, and how much different it felt it was just more consistent throughout the 30 games i could worry about less things so for sure that's a thing in terms of parents place and their own That's I think funny. we can all agree that connection for everyone is a very prevalent thing in FIFA because connection definitely does make a huge difference. And not only your connection, but basically if you're playing on a level level playing field or not, because you were saying like in, in certain instances, you would have to play on German servers and Germans were closer to those servers. So, so the odds are they had better g- gameplay than you did. So in that sense, it does make an unfair, um, it's an unfair playing field at that point. Oh yeah, so, I think the biggest example. I remember. I remember. I've I've matched people, my friends before in champs, and then played them right after in friendlies. It's like night and day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So connection is definitely a huge thing there. 
but I, I wouldn't know if it's a skill gap. It's just it's just an R, another RNG factor that plays a part in everything that goes into FIFA, I think. Yes, indeed. Uh, Marlon Fernando Mantaua Spindola says, Man, Stallion, you should try play some Seasons games. Their game is The game there is so different. My players make runs, open space, stay on side like they talked about in the beginning of the game. It's another game without the ultimate team manipulation. Of course, the assisted passing is still there. But just try it out so you can see what am I seeing. Another game. I mean, we've played seasons in previous FIFA. We ha- I-, I haven't done it in this FIFA, so I can't really explain it. I-, I can't really talk about it in this FIFA. But in general, seasons plays very different from Ultimate Team because of the simple fact that there are no boosted cards, there's no chem styles, there's... All these variables are not in that. So um your players because they're not boosted they have less stamina than they normally do etc etc so it definitely plays slower i think i I think seasons play slower so it's definitely going to play differently but i don't know about ultimate team manipulation or whatever i don't know if that's uh that's a thing i just think it's the variables of like like stats basically simple as that yeah, it's and to be fair, the gameplay does feel a bit slower. Like, and this is from past experience. I haven't, again, I haven't played seasons this year, so I can't really comment on that. Yeah, I mean, the gameplay manipulation is not a thing for me. Like Persian said, it's just chem styles. That's all it comes down to. Now it's even more obvious because FIFA 17, you could slightly feel it because again, the power curve was a lot wasn't as intense as it is now. Less promos, blah blah blah. It took a while more, but even just the chem styles being there, you could feel the the speed difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played so much head-to-head over the years. Not much in the past two or three, but I remember you playing tournaments on head-to-head, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I'm completely aware the game is different, but, for example, I remember playing a lot of FIFA 18 head-to-head, and um, I didn't like FIFA 18 at all. And while head-to-head on FIFA 18, I enjoyed more than foot overall. Like, I still despise the game because the same things would happen just at slower pace and maybe slightly less often that's Um, the problem fifa 21 is slow as it is and that's that's what dreads me from going into seasons and going even slower so i don't know i'll try it out though i'll definitely try it out just to see what he's talking about yeah for sure now um (laughs) erdin kurbanoglu says another episode on jedi slash ninja slash spider-man blocks please thanks for this one i enjoyed it (laughs) And no problem. Glad you enjoyed it. In terms of the blocks, this is a tough one for me because obviously there's some moments where the blocks, I was like, thank God, they finally blocked the shots, like the lazy, lazy shots. But I won't deny that like some blocks are just like, what is happening nah, here, they, man? They definitely went in overdrive. They went from not blocking anything to blocking everything. <laughs> <laughs> to players making crazy lunges and... Ah, man. It's like in the AI tracking in the box. It just makes it impossible, man. Like when people congest the box like that and you don't, like we said, again, for the thousandth time, when you don't do skill cancels and all that stuff, you try to pass, you try to create an opening through passing. It's so difficult because not just not just because of the blocks, but because of the simple fact that when you play it to a player and we don't have the most expensive teams in the world, like you'll have like, the composure stat will play a part because your players will take 10 extra touches and you'll turn and by then the defender's on you and they make a block there, they make a block. There's no, just no space ever now. So yeah, that's what makes it so hard. And that's why they overdid it with the blocks in my opinion. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it's way too overboard. My worry, it's like I. Again, they, that's they a combination of factors, right? It's not just yeah. the blocks. It's a combination of all those factors. But the blocks are the things you see. Those are the those are the things you instantly see. Yeah. So that's where the frustration goes to, I guess. Like the left stick being bad, and like the pace yep. being weird, and absolutely the pass. And not just not just the pass. left stick, not just the left stick being bad, but you literally just lose control of the ball randomly, just RNG, just because the defender's near you or whatever. Maybe because I think that's what composure was about, right? Like how many how many players are around you and how like unfazed you are. Basically, I guess if you have ninety nine composure, you would you would be better on the ball in those instances. But they just put RNG in, and all of a sudden you lost the ball, even though no one even tackled you. You just play the ball off your feet for no reason. Yeah, it's just stupid. Did you did you have any saved? No, no, I didn't have any saved. That's it. Oh, all right, well, that's it then, because that those were the only ones I saved. That's fine. All right, call well, it then. Yeah, let's call it, guys. As usual, drop comments, review the podcast. Um, let us know what your thoughts are. Um, follow us on Twitter at Stallion Sama at Persian Seven. I believe uh, that's it. Peace, Peace. out.